everybody, welcome back to Toes on the Line. This is going to be part two with me, my boy Sully Parker, man. And I haven't spoken to the people in a while. People have been sending me texts, DMs, messages in my tweet box. You know, as a geo man, you don't talk to the people no more. So I'm going to talk to the people. I'm going to fill y'all in what's going on. So uh, not much to, to the start of 21. Uh, same old, um, you know, still at Fordham University. Uh, we're still coaching hard. You know, the football team, we're getting ready for a season in March. So we're actually heading into camp this week. We actually started on Friday. So February is going to feel like somewhat of an August with a lot of weather differential there. Uh, so we have a four-game season in March with those guys. And, you know, the conference is kind of split into two pods. So, you know, the winner of each pod, I guess, plays for the championship. And as of right now, we're fully rolling into a season this fall as well. So my biggest hope, knock on wood... I hope y'all heard that. Nobody gets severely injured. So I really want to see guys compete at a high level in the fall when, quote unquote, a true football season is going on, you know, 12 game schedule, whatnot. But anyway, my volleyball girls, they're rolling. We played one game thus far. We're rolling. We got, you know, more games lined up this year through March 26th. Our season ends on my birthday. Thank you. But we're doing well. Those girls, I'm just strength training. And, you know, some girls are developing faster in the weight room than others. Some are back squatting, some are not. Some have efficient ankle mobility and you know torso rigidness, and some don't. And that's why, or that's where, the individualization of the program comes into play. And I'm going to actually put some girls on the gym awares to see their outputs, and I'm looking to monitor a few things there and you know, see progress a different way than uh, than weight on the bar. My water polo boys, hope we can get through a full season with those guys as well. I think we're ranked like 14th in the nation or something like that. And I, I get it. People always knock me and say, well, there's not a lot of water polo teams that play NCAA. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. We're ranked. Don't hate on that. But they're rolling. With those guys, I'm just focused on a lot of stabilization in the joints because they spend a shit ton of time in the water. I call them my sea creatures. They're not my land mammals. And it's crazy because when you have, you know, I don't know what people see with their swimmers or their divers or, you know, their water polo athletes, but it, it their lower body stability is not as efficient as an athlete who plays their sport on land. And my thoughts are because, well, they're never really on one leg running or jumping or cutting, so they don't have time to develop stability in the joints. Upper body wise, I train them just like my baseball team. Just like, you know, my volleyball girls, you know, I, I basically train all the overhead sports here at Fordham, uh, volleyball, baseball, water polo. I'm the head guy for those teams. I assist with the football program. I'm also the head guy for the track team. So I'm getting a lot of my force production, force development, rate of force development with those guys and girls. And that's fun because I test out a lot of different programming methods with the track team and it seems to work. But I did something a little different with the track team now that I'm on uh, the topic there. So when I came back in January, when I timed their 10, 20, and 30, I wanted to see acceleration from a dead start. And I wanted to see how long they can accelerate through 20 meters. And then from the 20 to 30, I just wanted to see their flying 10. And I want to somewhat track that over time. And I'll be honest, I don't know how I'm going to do that, being that we're so busy with these COVID protocols and only limited to a certain amount of kids in the weight room and hours being, you know, 14, 15 hours a day coaching. So it's tough to see where I can fit that stuff in. But I'm looking to do that at least once a month and see if we've improved our acceleration from 0 to 10, 0 to 20, and what our flying 10s look like over time. Baseball. And listen, I'll be honest, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, I'm picking up from where I left off last spring before we got sent home for COVID. And I had a theory and something in mind 
And I want to see if I can answer my own hypothesis on this. So I'm using the gym awards with our with my upperclassmen guys. Freshmen do not. They need to continue to, to develop in the program and develop strength and size. So, you know, with them, I'm not concerned about how fast we're moving the weights, but, you know, um, how efficient our movement is, um, our competence in these movements. And, you know, can we get a lot more stronger than what we are now? Um, so with the guys I have on the gym awards, doing a two-week phase where we're hitting certain peak outputs, um, certain average velocities. And I'm looking to see time to peak velocity and that number decrease over time, right? Essentially increasing the rate of force production um, with these athletes. A little more fast twitch, right? Because baseball, we can all agree it's type 2X fiber sport. And it's, you know, you swing the bat, bang, it happens in an instant. You throw a pitch, bang, happens in an instant. Now the running involved in the sports, different, different uh, analysis, but the main part of the sport, throwing the ball and hitting the ball, it's a type 2X activity. High speed, bang, high output. Better be fast, better be explosive. Can't be slow. Now, with that being said, two weeks with a certain velocity range we're hitting. On the third week, we're hitting somewhat upwards of 85% to 87% of our 1RM. And it's a rep range. Hey, we're going to hit a certain rep range. Can we boost our 1RM? Last year, I did that cycle twice, and we didn't. Guys have gotten so much stronger doing that phase. And, and week four, say what you want, unload, deload, lower intensity, lower volume, yes. Not so much lower volume. I kind of had that you know, ramped up to where you know, it's, it's like a recovery phase week, and then we can get back into the speed stuff week five, week six. But anyway, it worked last year. We got sent home for COVID, and I'm like, shoot. I think I had something going on here, so I'm going to try it again this year. Why not? You know, all I'm really going to do is change my C block exercises and, and you know stuff like that. But anyway, so last year worked. This year, I want to see how we can continue to improve on that throughout the course of a season, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. But yeah, other than that, hey, Sully P, back in the place to be, baby. Toes on the line. We're, we're talking speed, change of direction, and strength training. And the strength training part, Sully just talks about what he uses in the weight room to improve the speed qualities of his athletes. Hey, no, nothing crazy. Master the basics. We're not getting fancy. We're not trying to look sexy here. You know, so so Sully touches base on that stuff. And then, you know, we throw another curveball towards the end of the episode. And, we're you know, we're finishing up, you know, with a little bit of sports talk here, a little bit of fantasy talk, a little bit of... And we're also going to talk about Sully's quote-unquote secret hidden talents that he has at the end of the episode so you don't want to miss that you want to stick around check it out right get ready line them up lock and load get ready to go let's um shit man what do you want to get into you want to get into some speed training we want to stay away from coaching, man. It's up to you, man. No, I'm, I'll take it wherever you want to go, man. Wherever yeah, you want to go. I'm, I'm cool with the speed training. You know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably want to listen more to that than the wrestling. Yeah, my <laughs> bad. I'm going to have to go clip some of that shit down. But anyway, yeah, let's talk a little speed training, Sully. Now, you've been doing this shit for a long, long time. Yeah, man. Not a long well, time. 12, I don't, yeah, don't want to make it sound plus, like But it's getting plus. there, bro. Like 12 plus, 13 years almost. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just Matt just mastered the uh, art of speed training. You're, and, and, and like we said in the start of the episode, you know, Sully's, uh, you know, the all the Bergen County all decade team from 2000 to 2010. 
Do you still hold the record for the fastest? Uh, what was it hundred meter time? Um, my bad, man. I might be. I might be selling you short here. No, no, no. It's a, it's a fifty five meter. Um, I'm not sure I still hold it. To be honest, I gotta check that out. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure somebody took it down by now. But yeah. Yeah, they always I had a pretty good. Uh, I I had a pretty good record for a while. For a while, <laughs> long run, long run. I mean, shit. The boy yeah. played. Would you play running back, cornerback, running back, cornerback, slot, kick return, punt return, yeah, where, wherever. wherever the speed was needed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, man. So let, let's let's dive into it, man. How you got into speed yeah. training? What 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 are you doing now that um well. What, what, what did you used to do that you're not doing now? And what are more, like some of your speed training trends now that you stick to? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I've always been kind of gifted with speed. I was fast and really know what made me fast or didn't know, you know, the tools or the things to, to get someone faster. Um, coaches kind of guided me along the way. We did a whole hell of a lot of lunges. I remember that. So um, yeah. I attribute some of the speed to lunging. But I mean, as far as like things that I don't maybe do that I used to do is I'm, I'm just learning that less is more, man. Like I know in the beginning, you know, it was always just kind of like, no, nah, we got to do more reps, more reps, more reps. You got to feel it. You got to be tired. You got to be like, felt like you, you know, you actually did something today. But, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I, I, I learned through the years that, you know, I was actually Unfortunately, sometimes people were getting slower because the amount we were doing. So I just think that it's less is more, man. And I think that's a hard concept for people to kind of swallow, especially the athletes. They always looking for more. But I used to do a lot more than I do now as as far as reps and the amount of work. You know what I mean? I, I do a better job of splitting things up and toning things down. We look for quality as opposed to quantity more so now than before. But as far as the things that, you know, I still stick with too. You know, I, I love my resisted sprints, whether it be with bands, sleds, man, I think, you know, that's a simple and effective way to get people faster, man. I mean, it's obviously takes consistency. You ain't just going to do it one time and think you're going to be fast for good or it's going to stay. But I like resisted sprints, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it then. I'm still doing it now. I'm big on that. I just probably do less than I used to, you know? Mm. Now, it's funny you said it because I'm, I'm the same way. I used to do a lot. <clears throat> looking back on right. my career, now I do less. And I, I the same method, less is more, you know? Right. And I think it's tough for the kids because when you do a speed session, you're not going to feel like a fucking conditioning session, you know, where you beat up and yeah. shit. Yeah. And I feel and like that's the problem. I think, I think they confuse conditioning for training. You <clears throat> know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a time and place for that. But every session is not about getting your ass kicked and being tired, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be able to, you know, learn something new, adapt to right. it, and bring it to the next session, you know? Yep. I used to do the same thing. I used yeah. to do, hey, we're going to do, you know, X amount of push-up starts, X amount of two-point starts, X amount of resistance sprints. Then we're going to go full-out body sprints after, you know, the, uh, the resistance sprints. We're going to go, uh, we're going to run, 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 run. Hey, we're going to get about 840s in today when it's like, hey, you might be able to get three in and that's safe. Your fourth one's slower than your third one and fuck it. We're done, you know? Right, 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 right. Shoot, right, man. Exactly. But how you, so so how, do you, how do you program out your, like, your resistance sprints? Because I like that shit too. And I know some people are scared to implement them right away. Um, yeah. I mean, talking uh, to some people, uh, some people like going technique first and then get into that shit. Some people yeah. like going, you know, but I think resistance I mean, listen, puts you into that form. Exactly. So that's why I'm exactly. You kind of beat me to it. Um, I'm not bad, afraid man. to jump into, <laughs> you know, you're good. You're good. I'm not afraid to jump into resistance too early. I mean, you know, obviously sometimes resistance form is going to take a hit because of the resistance, but 
I mean, at the end of the day, we're just trying to, you know, run with maximal efforts and put as much force into the ground as we can. As long as they're not looking completely ridiculous in their forms, you know, <laughs> out of control, like throw in the resistance sprints, man. Anyone and everyone, beginner, veteran, seasoned athlete, whatever, in season, out of season, you're going to benefit from some resisted sprints. Um, but, you know, always make sure that the form is good. That, that, that hopefully at this point should go without saying. But, um, you know, sometimes it's just let's forget about form a little bit and let's just run our ass off. Let's run hard for 10 yards and then we'll look back at the video or we'll talk about it in between during our rest. But I sometimes technique, I realized um, we, we focus too much on technique and people forget that, yo, you got to run hard at the end of the day. Forget about your technique, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm right. Because even when you're in, like, you're in the middle of a fucking game, you're not thinking about chin the back pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. Knee drives, just, you know. Trying to move fast, you're going, there, man. You're, you're trying to get to the ball ASAP, and you know you got to produce maximal forces to do that. So, you know, we'll we'll talk about form if it really needs to be addressed, which most of the time it does. But I just need my guys running hard. You run hard, you're going to adapt and get faster. Yeah. When do you focus more on form? When you're like looking for like forty times and like twenty yard times and stuff like that? Yeah. Game, now game we're talking about. Yeah, game speed is game speed. Like I got my soccer girls. We are we already know their arms are all over the place when they run. Um, so we touch upon it, but when I'm I'm not testing their forty for time. It's not a combine test. When we start to get more into the test testing things, then yeah, we maybe got to really fine tune our stance and our you know how we come out and technique. Mm. Otherwise, otherwise I'm not you know I'm gonna mention it. I'm gonna address it, but I'm not gonna spend too much time beating them over the head about technique. I don't want to downplay technique. I'm just, you know, you got to get these guys running hard. Maximal force production is what we're trying to get out of them. And if they're focused solely on technique, sometimes you don't get that. Yeah. No, I feel you. Especially, yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head there. You know, like, we don't got to worry about the f how you start all the time. Because guess what? You're going to start from all these different fucking weird-ass positions. You're going to start from a up-tall, relaxed position, and you got to change direction. Right. Bang, hit it hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. But no, nah, it's right. dope. That I, I got to start doing that shit. I'm always setting people up in these two point stances. I'm like, I don't even think we need to be in. like and my volleyball girls. Like, I don't think we even need to be in these two point stances. You know? <laughs> right. But look, it's, it's good to learn because it teaches you how you can, you know, push off and, you know, it puts you in positions to succeed. But I, I don't know. I just feel sometimes people spend a little too much time on that when, you know, you could be getting gains elsewhere. Yeah. What, for, what types of resistance? sprints do you like doing more i do favorite fashion man i just I, I like bands i mean at parisi we got all these you know fun tools and and pieces of equipment but i'm i'm always gonna be an old school guy i like putting the bands around the waist where i can kind of dictate the resistance kind of like you know a little more a little little less okay okay auto regulated yeah i like that um i am a fan of the vertimax i don't know if you ever heard of the vertimax yeah um but um, you, you know, sprint out with that. We do. We sprint out with that. It doesn't give Probably you this, you know, crazy amount of resistance, but it gives you just enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less like is more. Less is more. Yeah. Like you said, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I see people. people yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, know, I know exactly what you're gonna say, man. You see people mm -hmm. put too much on and move, go nowhere. Yeah, like, we, like a road we, runner. we, we, we got the sled loaded with, you know, 185 pounds, and you got these kids trying to sprint. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They're not going nowhere. Their foot's on the ground for fucking two seconds. They're moving mad slow. You know, sometimes we got to tone it back. Like, resistance doesn't mean it needs to be 
you know, fucking impossible to move. It just means they need more resistance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen, I remember being at Parisians. I've seen a kid. Oh my God, not a kid. He was actually a college athlete at the time. You know who I'm talking about. He used to put like, I swear to God, 20 45s on that sled. Yeah, and, yeah. and he, what the fuck? I don't, I don't even want to say his name, honestly. I remember yeah, his name. Yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. I know exactly to, who you're talking about. He used to move it like three yards and he felt so accomplished, but it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, yeah. like, but what are you going you for? Fuck a world record here, man? Yeah. Especially in this social media world, that's that looks more attractive, I guess, than if you had 10 pounds on the sled. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because 10 pounds looks like you're doing nothing, but yeah, you yeah. know, you can't confuse speed with strength. I think a lot of people do, man. Big what time. about, um, are you are you big on the sled sprints? You still use those? I do. I use them a little less. Um, but yeah, I use them. I use them. You know what I mean? Because you know, at the at the end of the day, too, like a lot of my clientele, whether it be football players or whoever, they 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 kind of think a sled. You know, they enjoy the sled as opposed to the band. Like the sled makes them feel like, oh yeah, I'm really doing something. So. I'll throw the sled in there just to keep everyone happy, but I'm not against the sled. I just prefer the band, you know? Mm. What about the parachute? You ever use, I hate the fucking parachute, man. Nah, I used it one time and never again. Never again. It's terrible. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because my, my beef against it is, man, if you're running and a gust of wind comes out of nowhere, yeah, it throws everything off. Kiss your ass goodnight. A, Kiss that hamstring goodbye for six weeks, you know? There's a funny video of, um, you know, I don't know who's coaching or who the athlete is, but the coach has the athlete on the curve of the track, the turn, the first okay, turn. Okay, yeah, yeah, the first turn, yep. Yep, doing sprints with the parachute, and the wind is, like, taking him. He's in lane two, but the wind is, like, pushing him to lane four because <laughs> it's, just, it's just blowing the parachute. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people just get accustomed to, oh, let's just use this because I've seen this or I heard this. But, like, you know, it's all gimmicky a lot of times. Yeah. I like the bungees. I use those for – um. I still call them Viper cords. It's funny because no one knows what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about. But <laughs> right. um, I use those more when I'm doing uh, some lateral stuff. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. lateral stuff. Change the direction. Well, it. actually, before we go there, either one, I don't care. We can go back. We can go back and forth. What's like your principles for for like acceleration? Um, Everyone's I mean, still different, the, man. Yeah. I mean, for acceleration, like if we're going to accelerate, you gotta, you gotta have some sort of body lean may not have to be exactly 45 as we may have learned in the past, but you gotta be low. You gotta, you know, be leaning and you gotta put force into the ground with positive shin angles. Like, I mean, I feel like that's just basic for any acceleration, whether you're trying to accelerate laterally or forward, whatever. If you're trying to accelerate, you gotta be low, you gotta be leaning and your shins got to be at an angle. Um, you got to produce maximum force to get out of that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's basic no matter what the sport, no matter who the athlete is. You, you got anything different? Anything I'm missing, you think? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> I use the same, same <laughs> no. principles, brother. You know what I'm saying? I think, a lot of, I think a lot of people try to get too sexy and recreate a fucking wheel when it's like, dude, don't try to make the uh, a circle look more like an oval. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, you know, be low. Positive shin angles and put force in the ground. You'll accelerate. Some people's body angle are going to be at different degrees, you know? Yeah. You know I what, know, though? Per, it's my ahead. bad. I mean to cut you off, but it's funny you say, like, it doesn't have to be 45 degrees because I got away from that shit, too. Because I remember watching some or, like, taking that, like, Altice short sprints course, and they were like, listen, 45 degrees is very hard to hold, especially if you don't got the back strength to do so. Right. And then I remember even looking back at my coaching career, I used to have guys start 
start too, too low when it's like, all right, that might hinder you. Now it's like, hey, if you could just lean out and push your body that way, right, you'll get right. that way fast. Just don't stand right. up tall. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're kind of taught, hey, 45, is, you know, and then we use it like if it's 46, it's wrong. Just a general rule of thumb, like you want to be at a, some sort of angle, 45, not everyone can hold that, but you can't, you can't be straight up, right? We, we want to be at some sort of forward lean. Yeah. No, no push off coming when you're standing straight up. Right. I, I changed, um, I could change my warmups too. Like I don't do fucking high knees and none of that shit no more. I just I start doing like leg folds and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, people get crazy with the warmup. Um, I, I'm, and we all hopefully know the warmup is important. Um, as long as you're freaking getting those muscles fired up, hips, you know, hammies, everything, then you're good. I, I know a lot of people try to bash warmups and things like that, but. I think some I think some people try to like create this like crazy fucking, elaborate. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this if you're doing speed training, this should be the warm-up. And it's like, why are you jumping so much, dude? Like, <laughs> like we got a fucking sprint. We're not fucking jump. Like, why are you doing all these vertical reps? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that to me doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean let's get warmed know, up. The sprinting is a series of, you know, single legged jumps, but yeah, I mean, let's let's do what we need to do. Let's worry about less, you know. <laughs> Pogo's for height, trying to get like as high as we can off the ground when we're going to sprint, you know? Yeah. You just got to pick like, hey, your warm is 10, 15 minutes. Like, what do we need to really focus on to get them warmed up to perform what we need them to perform? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that people try to, like you said, make it super sexy and complicated. Like, just make sure they're warmed up, man. If they're about to sprint, make sure they got some sprints in before it's go time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like I've seen this one fucking warm up it's like someone on the ground posted this like speed routine warm up, and then it's like he's doing pogos and then he's moving with the pogos and he's doing fucking bounds. I like, I, I, I like, I like all that. I like all that. I'm not against it. You know what I mean? But like I said, the warm up, I think some people try to like dissect it maybe too much. Not to downplay the warm up because we all know how important it is, but it's like, bro, it's the warm up, man. What are we doing? Let's get this guy ready. Let's go. Yeah. I started putting some plyos into my speed sessions as a teaching tool, like yeah, bounds, like like I like something. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like I don't I don't use bounds in my warm up, but I'll use them in my program. Like you know, we'll do some warm up runs, and it's like, hey, we're gonna bound before we get to like the sled work, and it's like, hey, this is what bounding is for. I need you to put force into the ground this way to go that way. And we get like right. you know two reps of like ten yards, so let's get it in, you right. know. So yeah. Um, Anyway, let's transition over to fucking change the direction because that's still acceleration, man. What do you, what's your principles there, man? Um, it's still really the Parisi uh, focal points. <laughs> um, it's just you got to have a low center of gravity. If you want to do any kind of movement, you got to have a low center of gravity, strong back, you know what I mean? Um, and lean the way you want to go. Like, if we're trying to go to the left, I hope our center of gravity is our body weight is to the left. It can't be to the right. Yeah. Just, you know, ba basic things like that. Low center of gravity, lean the way you want to go, strong back. We're not like hunched over with poor ass posture. Um, and a nice, you know, wide base, hip width, shoulder width. It's, it's just real, real basic stuff. And I guess maybe it's not basic because I see people doing a whole bunch of different other things, but I, I keep it simple. Big, uh, big, uh, mentor of mine is Steve Leo, you know, coach Steve Leo. Leo! And, uh, he hired me Sleo. at Places, man. I give him, I give him right. mad respect still, bro. 
Yeah, he's the GOAT, man. He really, he really, uh, I learned a lot from him and he knows what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And the biggest thing I learned from him is you always say K-I-S-S, which keep it simple, stupid. But ah, short and simple, simple, stupid, short, okay. Short, short and simple is probably a little more, um, you know, PR. I like, but, I like, uh, I like, I like what you said. What do you say? Keep it short and stupid. Keep it simple. Simple. Stupid. Keep it simple. Stupid. I like that because I feel like when I say some stupid shit, the kids laugh at it. They never forget about it. Right. Yeah. It and that's stupid. a good way to remember it because I again back to the warm up, back to the acceleration that we talked about. Like it's simple, basic principles, man. That's all you got to do. People doing all these extra other things that I feel. You know, I'm sure they're gaining from it, but it's probably a little unnecessary. You can get more bang for your buck doing basic, simple stuff. Yeah. I've been listen, Gia. I've been doing it for 12 years. I did it for a while alongside with you. All of these simple ass things never failed me. My my athletes, they they stay healthy. You know, um, they mm-hmm. get stronger, they get faster. So like, I'm not going to change that. I think keeping it simple is the way yeah. to go. It's easier for you too, shit, man. Less thinking. Big time. More, it's more, easier uh, for me. It's easier for them. Yeah. And, and, and the product of it is, is always a good one. You know, it's, it's never failed me. I don't care who the athlete is, what level they're at, what sport they play. Keeping it simple works, man. And it kills me that people are trying to find a, like you said, a new way to reinvent the wheel. But I guess it's just, that's human nature. We try to find better ways to do things, which is good. But sometimes the answer's right there, man. Just keeping it simple. Yeah. I feel like when kids start getting to college, like, I don't know. They just like think they, they, they got to learn some like extra edge shit. It's like, dude, listen, nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing changes, man. There's, there is no edge. The only edge is, your, is you versus your competition. There's no, no, no exactly. edge in training, man. We're going to squat exactly. the same way. You know, it's, like, it's, it's crazy. Cause like as the level <laughs> rises, the level of play, whether you're high school, college mm-hmm. pros, like everyone's doing the same thing, man. They're doing, you know, they're doing squats. They're doing hip hinge, you know, whatever. They're doing the basic ass things that everyone at every level is doing it's just because people feel they're at a higher level there's they got to do something different you know yeah but. it's funny because when i was when i left the giants in 2017 everyone was like yo what is what is what do you guys do with like eli manning uh i'm like listen he and <laughs> i listen he'll bench press you know but he'll do dumbbells you know uh oh what was what, what, what does odell do what has he and mike listen he'll He'll squat, you know, he says he doesn't want to squat anything heavy, but, you know, to him, 350 is, you know, heavy, and to everyone else, 350 is very heavy, you know, but right, he moves right, the light, right, and everyone's right. oh, what does he do for a speed wrench, man? I'm like, listen, same shit, you know, plyos and plyos. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this yeah, guy's going to run hard, he's going to run his balls off for 10, 15 yards, and then cruise it out, because to him, acceleration's king, but right, him, right. nothing, nothing crazy, bro. He don't got nobody with a band running behind him, you know, holding him like a fucking dog on a leash, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everyone's looking yeah, for that answer, you know? Yeah, they want to know the secret, and but that's the secret is the basics work, man. Keeping it simple works. Consistency in that and doing it the right proper way is the, is the key, really. It's not like I, oh, I, this is new exercise that we're doing. That's why it's like no, it's just we're doing everything and we're consistent about it. It's doing funny the basics and we're consistent. My fucking baseball guys, man. These guys are dope, man. They're like a different type of athlete, but like they'll like. Um, They'll DM me some shit on IG that they see like another guy do at like a baseball training facility. And I'm like, dude, we're not doing this wild shit, man. What the yeah, fuck? I know. I know. It's sexy though, right? Everyone wants to do it. because Oh, looks look, it looks, looks great, cool. man. A, a guy's fucking pitching with a sled on his hip and, and, and a band on his fucking arm. It's like, that looks nice. He wants to fucking get hurt. That's on him. But we ain't doing that dumb shit, bro. You know? These basic ass 
lifts, basic ass sprints. Basic shit, yeah. man. So that's there's a basic principles, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Back to and the I know basics, that's not volume the, one. That's probably not the that's not the answer maybe some listeners or some people kind of hoping for, but I mean it's I know what, every everyone probably it, slammed their uh slammed their pens on the fucking pad and then start rubbing their it's, fucking it's foreheads. Just, it's what's worked with me for all these years and it continues to, so like it ain't broke. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna try to fix it. Yeah, no, definitely, man. What are like? Do you film? Um, obviously, you film your your um athlete sprint. What do you look yep. for? What do you look for in that sprint? Besides, like technique wise, like say uh, you're addressing a zero to ten. What are you okay. looking at? Um, I'm looking. If it's zero to ten, I'm looking how, you, how they come. Coach, come how do you watch film? Stance. How do you watch film? How they come out of the stance? Okay, right. How they come out of the stance? You know, I you know I just use my phone. I have an Android, which people most people make fun of me about. But um, I I put it in slow-mo as they sprint out, and we just break it down together. I watch their start, how they come out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I look for any, you know, collapse in the ankle, the knee. Like, we're just looking for anything that we don't want to see necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's, just, there's the thing they talk about, sprint signature, and people have, you know, they, they run this way, and she runs this way. So everyone's going to have their own style. I try not to, you know you know, erase 18 years of them running a certain way. I just try to find better ways. Are they, are they going side to side as opposed to more straight out? Just little, little things that we can try to get 1% better without, you know, completely shredding them apart and trying to rebuild something, you know? Yeah. Collapsing at the ankle. That's a good one. I hope everybody wrote that one down. Cause I feel like yeah. a lot of people watch speed work and they're like, ah, your angles here. You know, they, they look at the wrong right. things. They look at the torso. It's like, all right, let's look. Yeah. Let's look down a little bit more. Let's start at the foot first. We'll start at the foot, um, and we work our way up. I, I watch from the side. I watch from the back, the front. You know what I mean? You got to take different angles because you'll see different things. Mm. Coach 101 right there. Coach's yeah. eye. He's got the coach's, coach's eye. eye. That's it. That's dope, That's, man. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do in the weight room with these kids, man, to get them faster? What, what are your go-to exercises? I'm a big trap bar deadlifter. Um, big trap bar. Trap bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like a lot of med ball work. We throw a lot of med balls with my guys. Yeah, I like the um post activation potentiate pap. Okay, yeah, yeah. A little pap, a little pap <laughs> trainer. Yes, you know, shit like that. A little deadlift to a box jump or something like that. Okay. I like those, man. Those are always like all my athletes are touching the trap bar hundred percent. They're touching the med ball, definitely. It's um, funny because I remember telling one of my uh coworkers, I'm like, man. I said, we got to get back to deadlifting, man. And I, and, you know, and he was, he was agreeing with me. And I'm like, let me tell you something, man. When I worked at preseason, I was fucking deadlifting some heavy ass weight. I was running my <laughs> fastest and I was jumping my highest. I'm like, I wasn't yeah, squatting man. crazy weight, but I was deadlifting heavy ass weight. So I'll tell you that right. much. Right. Yeah. And I love the squat. We use it for sure, but we're definitely trap bar deadlifting to mm. answer your question. Definitely Four, doing that. 405. You remember, you remember Phil Bond deadlifting 405? What a time that was. That was a good that? time. You still got that, that on film, his, right? That was his last lift before he headed back to Germany. Yeah. And this dude finished it. And the best part about it was you're on the side cheering him on, coaching him up. <laughs> you kicked the weight belt up. You got so hyped. You kicked the weight belt. <laughs> it was a good ass, good ass moment, man. I, I, that was a good time. I still see that video when, it, when it's on Facebook, <laughs> and I'm like, I really don't remember kicking that fucking belt, man. I might have just like, <laughs> you we were just all happy for him, man. You were hyped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Bond. He came, he came Bond. to intern for us at Preseason from Berlin, and he had no place to stay, man. Talk about 
Talk about risk. Yeah, this guy had some fucking cojones, man. Big time. Um, I couldn't do what he did. I don't think he uh, oh. came from Berlin. We're just like two bags, no place to stay. We're just like, hey, I'm going to try to intern at Parisi's, learn what I can. I'll figure it out when I get there. I'm like, yo, God bless, man. And I'm happy he did it because we gained a good good, uh, good friend over there. Yeah. He's a good dude. Big time, yeah. man. You, um, you, still, you still work on like some top speed mechanics or no? Yeah, um, we do top speed. Um, I'm just starting to find out, or though. Max like, Velo, you know, everybody likes to call it now, Max Velo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> velocity. We we we're just we kind of blend them together a little bit, acceleration okay. and and max v, just because we're starting to find it's not so different maybe like we thought in the past. You know, it's not. Uh, I think we used to say top speed is like you know it's a pulling action where, you know, maybe it's not so much pulling as it is pushing. You know, so hmm. I like to com- com- combine them. Um, not everyone maybe in their sport hits top speed often, but you know, I, I usually make sure all my guys at some point, whether we're using the woodway curve, whether we're just running forties, flying twenties, that they touch top speed at some point. Cause even like baseball, you know, unfortunately I don't, I don't agree with it, but they got to run that 60, right? Yeah. Those combines. That's a lot of top speed there. And when people aren't prepared for that, bad things happen. Either a bad time or a pulled hammy or something. So Yeah, man. I've, like seen, sure, I've seen it. I know you have. We like to make sure we, we, we uh make sure everyone touches top speed a little bit. So I, I combine them a little bit. Um there is a difference. I'm not trying to say they're the same, but maybe they're not as different as we thought, is all I'm saying. Mm. I gotta I gotta dissect that a little bit. Cause I don't, I don't teach top speed all over here. I just teach all acceleration mechanics. Cause, and again, that's uh, you know, kids are gonna get faster regardless. Like, it's not like, yeah, you know, if you just only do acceleration, you know, they're gonna get faster. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. They're yeah. forty, they're sixty. It's just you know, I like to touch upon it a little bit, and come to find out, they're not so different. So just hitting acceleration, you, you, you're all right. You know, I think I'm gonna deadlift my track kids all spring. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to squat um, at all. No, nah, I'm going to yeah, squat. I, just prefer, <laughs> I prefer, I prefer um, if I'm a deadlift, though, trap bar. That's just me, just because. Yeah. I've seen some ugly barbell deadlifts. And Shit. When, it, <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when, when you're dealing with athletes, I don't have time to uh, get people hurt on my watch, so I just yeah, keep yeah. it trap bar. You don't want to be um, stiff, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean, bro. <laughs> To each his own. To each his own. To each his own. Word, man. Hey, so this was dope, man. This was fun as shit, man. Yeah, it was. I, we, I, I enjoyed this. I think we went for two hours, man. I'm, I'm going to clip this into two episodes. Cool. I'm cool with that. Like I, mean, I told you, Coach Gio, yeah. I've been waiting a long, long time <laughs> to get my toes on the line. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for people listening, I try to get Sully on his motherfucking podcast. <laughs> I mean, I told you about it last summer. Right. I, I was busy recording people and then, um, what's it called? Shit changed when August came and then I went back to work. December, we, I remember we had it and then you was on the AirPods. I'm like, ah, I can't, I know, oh, not the I AirPods, man. I didn't, I didn't come correct. I didn't come correct. Yeah, because I, I forgot to tell you and that's my bad because RJ, <laughs> RJ did the AirPods and that came out, did not sound too good, but he's, he's still, people RJ. like that, like that sound yeah. as well, but um. Nah, this was that, dope. We gonna, that, epi- that episode was live. <laughs> we're gonna, sure. we gonna we're gonna do this again, but um, 
before I let you go. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Uh oh. I don't know how many questions. This is going to uh, come to the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> All right. We're going to look forward in, into 2021. Deep, deep Here we go. Here we into go. 2021. Here we go. All right. Who is your. Listen, New York Giants, I, <laughs> NFC East champions. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where I'm going with it. You already know where I'm going with it. So this past this past <laughs> August, every, it's funny because every year people are like, Gio, who is the number who is the fantasy guy you got to draft this year, right? Two years ago I said Lamar Jackson. You don't pick him, you're not winning, and you pick him. We mm-hmm. want every, everyone who I told to draft him won that league, right? That's my guy. This year, I said if you're looking for a surprise running back, it's going to be Ronald Jones. And he, he showed up this year in yeah. fantasy. He did. So who is your surprise fantasy pick next year? Surprise, huh? Uh-huh. Like the guy that's um, like, holy shit, I can't believe this guy's fucking ball. I like this. I like this. Um, I like this. I mean, see, it might not be a surprise, though. Okay. Because he, he kind of did his thing this year, but he was a rookie. Mm. Um, rookie. Who we going and with? it does depend on their quarterback situation, but I'm going to say Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Yeah, I think, he gonna, I, think he's, I think he's a real deal. I think he's nasty. I think he's legit, bro. When I found out he had a body like Calvin Johnson, I'm like, oh, yeah, give him the ball. Yeah, he's 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 legit. Um, I'm gonna give you one more though. Let me give you one more. Yeah, yeah, give me one more. We got. I like Claypool, and then I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, our boy Darius Slayton gonna have a Pro Bowl year, bro. You don't agree? You don't agree? I heard that sigh. You don't feel that? I thought it was this year because I drafted him, and he disappointed me on that bad stretch. Yeah, don't worry. Hang, hang on, hang on, bro. I'm you hanging on next year. But if the Giants draft a pro bowler. if the Giants draft Devontae Smith, I think it's curtains for him. So you think so? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I like I love Slayton, man. He's got speed, he's got hands, but I think he's a solid number two. I'm not sure he's number one, but I think he's a number one. He just gotta play like it. Yeah, man. I'll Listen, tell you what. He showed he showed promise, but okay. Since you gave me two, I'm gonna give you two. My number one next year, AJ Brown. Wow. AJ Brown. <laughs> He's a stud, though. He's and everybody, stud. and I don't think people know, but he played right next to Metcalf in fucking college, and he's got the same body as him. Which is crazy, man. It's real quick because it's like it was DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. AJ Brown mm-hmm. on an offense. How did they not do work at Ole Miss? Quarterback. Who was their quarterback at the time? Elijah Moore? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I think their freshman year, they were ranked like number two in the country on, on that old Miss team. Because that's that's a stacked um, offense. I don't know how defenses deal with that. But um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's two big body receivers out there. I, I like that pick, AJ Brown. Who's the other one? Um, I didn't say it yet, but I'm thinking right now. Let me think. Who's gonna be my stud blow up next year? Oh, um, what's his name down Baltimore? The running back, uh, Dobbins. Dobbins. I think it's going to be Dobbins because I thought, I thought Dobbins was going to be a sneaky guy this year, 
mm-hmm. he didn't get into late in the season. He started balling, but I think Dobbins is going to be a top five running back next year. Um, Him and AJ uh, Brown. AJ Brown will crack the top five. You know, you know who just came to me. To be honest, who's that? And you know, I could be wrong. I'm just going off his rookie sensational season. Mm. Justin Herbert, bro. Oh, hands down, I think he's going to be a top three fantasy quarterback next year. Top two. Yeah, man, I agree. He's sick. I think so. I now, think so. if Aaron Jones leaves Green Bay because I think his contract's up, Dylan going to be a big oh, yeah, time. BC. Big time ball, yeah. Yeah, it was good to see them give him the ball uh, late in the season. They was was getting him in the mix. Mm. Who do you think is going to be the biggest drop-off in the NFL next year? Um, It doesn't doesn't have to be from, like, great to worse. It could be from, like, you know, playing good to not playing good. Um, I'm going to say – Sure, think. That's a good one, man. Um, drop off. I think the the Browns, bro. The Browns. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, this was obviously a great season they had. One of the best ones they've had in <laughs> I don't know how long. Hmm. Um, but I think it goes back to being, you know, the Cleveland Browns again. Not to sound like Juju, but the Browns is the Browns. Oh, jeez. The Browns is the Browns. <laughs> huh. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they, they go to, you know, 500 at most. They don't make the playoffs again next year. They, they drop off. All right. Who's your surprise team next year? Back in the, back in the playoff picture. Surprise team? Mm-hmm. I mean, I automatically Giants come to mind, but I'll try not to be biased there. I'll say... Um, That's not going to be a surprise if you ask me. Thank you. Um, I, think we're, <laughs> I think we're favorited in the division, to be honest. But... Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Cardinals, man. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. They fell off this year. Don't know how. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think next year for me, from top dog to we ain't talking about you no more, the Saints, done, finito. Actually, actually, wow. That's probably more spot on. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's not even because Drew Brees is out. It's because that's, they're, they're in salary cap hell, and I think they trade Mike Thomas. Um, yeah, and I, I think Mike Thomas, obviously Kamara too, but Mike Thomas – uh, he missed a few games, but I don't know if the Saints are the Saints without him, to be honest. I think he's their most valuable player. Okay. And my surprise team for next year? Listen, first go. off, it's a, it's a two-part answer. One, wherever Deshaun Watson goes. But, <laughs> but number, number two, and listen, I don't care what the people say. I think the surprise team next year that's going to come out and people are going to be like, holy shit. Honestly, bro, uh, what's his name? The Jacksonville Jaguars, man. That's a team with a lot of talent, and they just miss a quarterback. You think that's, that's a, all it's going to take, a quarterback? Man, that is a talented offense with no quarterback, bro. Yeah, I guess the running back Robinson is good. They got that, what's his name, Chalk? Chalk, yeah, Chalk is good as – bro, DJ Shark is nasty. Yeah. Keelan Cole is okay. You they know what I'm saying? got that other guy too who's a rookie this it's year. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They got good talent on the, on the receiving end and the running end in the backfield. And plus the top running back who's supposed to play this year was, was out with COVID anyway. So they're right. going to go back to a two-back system. Miles, what's his name? Not Miles Jack. Um, uh, who's their, who's their uh, is it Miles Jack? Their linebacker? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Miles Jack and Josh Allen who the Giants should have drafted. But, you know. From UCLA, Jack. Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. baby. That's, 
that's a stacked seven in the front with those two guys. They're going to win some football game. Now. It's going to be tough in that division, but that's my surprise team. Yeah, I mean, I like that. Who, who I guess it's Trevor Lawrence for sure, no? Him or Deshaun Watson. But I, I don't know if Urban Meyer takes Justin Fields, even though that's, you know, I think his last recruiting class. That might be a mistake. I don't think he takes it because he did come out and say this, this is the biggest decision he has to make in his coaching career. And I think this is going to crucify him if he makes a bad one. But <laughs> right. listen, it's, it's either... Uh, it's either what's his name, Lawrence or Deshaun. Yeah. And if I'm him, I'm going to take Deshaun. I'm not mad at that because I know what Deshaun could do. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence can't, but uh, I, like, I like to know what I got. You know hey, what I mean? Yeah. Hey, listen, this is grown men we're speaking about. <laughs> yeah. This is a business. You want yeah, to know what... You want to know what you got at the quarterback position? That's the hardest position to find in all sports across the world. Right, right. You, take, you take the best at it right now. Right. Then, 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 then hopes for a guy that develops. But anyway, moving on. Big question right here. I always ask my listeners this one. If you weren't coaching today, what, what else would you be doing in your career? What would be your career job right now? Damn. Uh, I guess some, some sort of entertainment, I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know, music or Broadway acting. I don't know. Somewhere, you know, I got to be, be with the people and in front of the people. I can't sit behind no desk. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk real quick. Let's just touch on that. Sully do make some. What are you? You're a DJ and an MC. Yeah, um, right. It's, it's been it's been a little little while, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You know, we DJ. We used to tour Hoboken, New Jersey. For those who don't <laughs> don't know the area, we used to DJ. You know, all throughout the weekend. Some of my boys still do. I I kind of retired, if you will. Ah, um, Sully had little baby Sully, and he gave it up. Yeah, huh? I got I got babies now, so we gotta <laughs> focus on them. <laughs> plural, 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 plural. One on the way. And um, you still make music? Yeah, we still dabble. We go to the studio, and we kind of, uh, you know, it's like our our, you know, that's where we go to get away. That's like our release, you know. So we go, we make music. If we come up with something worthwhile. Uh, well, we were in the studio back in the day with you a couple of times. We had some good times in there. Yeah, so I showed you know up how, in the studio a couple you times. You know how it goes. People, <laughs> hey, listen up real quick. I got I to gotta put this on record. People don't believe me, but I used to tell them, say, yeah, we used to hang out with Jim Jones all the time. You, you, you went to Jim Jones' studio, did a record with him? Yeah, we, we've been in um, Jones' Capo. studio a few times in the city. <laughs> yeah, Capo. Vampire <laughs> Life. Yeah, um, for real. But yeah, we got a song with him, and you know we, we've been... Been in cahoots for a little bit, but that's my guy. Yeah. He still goes, he still works out there or not? Nah, he doesn't work out uh, there anymore. There was, uh, you know, a bit of a, I guess I'll say just misunderstanding between him and management. Oh, so, uh, I understand. He, mo- he moved on, but I still got love for him. We, we, we talk every once in a while. Gotcha. Yeah. Good old Jimmy. So Jones. Those were the crazy times. Those are the good times, though. Be out there in them damn studios. No bueno, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sully, brother, I appreciate you getting on here, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I'm getting my toes on the line, bro. Nah, I'm I got to get... I'm going to get you I'm back happy. on here. I'm going to get you back on here again. We're going to do... We're going to do something. This is a Super Bowl special. We might have to do an NBA Finals special or something. NHL oh, Stanley you, Cup special. <laughs> you, you, know, you know I'm about all sports. It don't matter. But since you just mentioned it real quick before I get off, how about my Knicks, baby? Yeah, how about doing, the Knicks, man? Let's go, they, baby. They doing all right. Let's go, Knicks, man. Listen, <laughs> I have bro. Listen, I don't keep up with the Knicks as much as I should because I'm just ashamed of all New York sports right now. And, and they understood. Have not, 
They have not been good for a long. I mean, they've been good that one season with Carmelo, Jason Kidd, Gerald Smith, but that was one season. One season and I was was a while ago. But they haven't been good for God knows how long, the 99 or 2000 season where they got beat up by the damn Pacers. Yeah, it just felt good to win some games, man, to be in the conversation of winning teams. Yeah. Getting to this damn playoffs, we'll start watching some basketball on my end again, man. (laughs) I hope so. I used to be a Nets fan until they left me, and then I'm like, I'm not going to Brooklyn. I'm going to the Garden to watch a game, bro. Why don't, you, why don't you join the bandwagon like everybody else and go hop over there to Brooklyn? I should, right? Why? Well, might as well. Go buy a KD jersey, Jay Harden jersey. <laughs> how, about, how about that trade? That was a terrible trade, and Kyrie came back. And then, oh, Kyrie, what is it? Kyrie? Kyrie comes Kyrie. back. <laughs> yeah, looked like Kyrie that day he came back. Comes back, and they get smoked by Cleveland. Cleveland. I know. Crazy, right? Bad and they just, trade, they just traded some of their guys off to Cleveland. So funny yeah. how that works. Funny. Right back at you, man. Jesus. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go next. Let's go all New York sports, man. We just got, God damn it, the Giants and the Jets. It just don't look good, man. Hey, Mets listen, like I said. Mets are favored to win their division. Listen, in my opinion, Giants are favored to win the division. So just hold that phone real quick on New York teams. We headed yeah. to the playoffs, bro. Hey. Bro, hold on. I can't let you. This is going to be a five-hour episode. Listen, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking you were in my mind so much when I was watching this one football game. And now I got to talk about it real quick. All right. We, we said this about 10 years ago. Teams that will never win a Super Bowl <laughs> or make a Super Bowl in our lifetime. We will die before we see these teams playing the championship game in the NFL. Yeah. One of the teams was New York Jets. And, right. Another one, another one we said, and I was so worried this year when I was watching yep. these guys play in the playoffs. I'm like, the God, Browns. it might happen. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. And I was like, God, it might happen. And hey, then Gio, they lost. Listen, I'm like, listen, Gio, yeah. when, Mahomes, when Mahomes left the game, I'm yes, like, here it goes. Yes. Here it goes. Yes. <laughs> here it goes. I was like, man, me and Sully said we're never going to see the Browns play in the Super Bowl, and it's going to fucking happen in 2021, <laughs> right after the year 2020. You serious, man? I said, this is crazy. And then they got, and then Chad Hennessy, Chad Henney think it happened. My boy Dude. came in there. Chad Henney was a banging Wolverine in college, man. People forget when that Rose Bowl. Watch out. That's what I'm saying. Henney, Michi- Michigan has some players, man. Don't look like it right now. Got two Wolverines in the Super Bowl at quarterback, <sighs> Hennessy and uh, Brady. Hennessy, Brady. Um, you know who I thought was going to do some things? Actually, down in Jacksonville. Who's that? Uh, what was his name? They used to call him Shoelace. At Michigan. Oh, 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 he never tied his shoelace. Uh, Robinson, Denard Robinson. Yeah, but I guess that didn't work out. Denard Robinson. <laughs> Played against him in college my senior year. He took, he took the first play of the game 80 yards by himself and then sat on the bench the whole game with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's it for me today. And that's all, folks. All right, so, <laughs> yeah, we're going to end on that note right there, man. Right, man. We're going to end on the sad one. But, hey, I'm going to get you back on. We're going to do the NBA final special, brother. There you go. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks for having me, bro. No doubt, brother. 